Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning everybody welcome to the show on this lovely Wednesday um how's it going has life continued to be interesting plot twists turns things you're like huh isn't that interesting it's kind of my go-to phrase when I'm trying to figure something out hmm things that make me go hmm so I've been pondering a lot this week, yeah, last week, yeah. Last Wednesday, I didn't do a live show because uh, we had a huge windstorm and we had to go check all the animals and make sure that there was no trees on fences and cows on the road or horses on the road, which would have been a bad idea. Everything was good, so that was that was awesome. There is a few fences that got a little battered, but nothing that was going to cause harm to the livestock so I'm pretty happy about all of that and I got to spend time with one of my children he stayed home from school to help me while the other one had a bunch of assignments due so it was good it was fun it ended up being like more fun than I had anticipated especially when there was no major catastrophe so woo woo and then and then this week or maybe it was there's interesting energies going on right now I mean I know there always is but here's what I'm finding I had to deal with a situation and actually it all happened on Monday time is still so weird even though the kids are back in school it's so weird so weird this is exam week too so it's highly stressed for all of them and so I've been spending all my time focusing on that to help them all get through. And so last Monday, I uh, sent in an email because there was some issues that I wanted to be addressed in order to support the kids, not just my kids, to support all the kids. Because um, when I have a teenager who's Spilling and telling me things, a teenage boy too, just for clarity's sake, I know that it's a bigger issue than he's letting on. And so I listened and I pondered and I got some more insight from other parents of students because I never take these things lightly. I try to get as much information as I can. And then I sent in an email requesting, you know, these things to be looked into and addressed to support these kids because it was hard, right? Everything is hard for everybody right now. And if, you know, there's some things that can be done to help ease their stress, I feel like it should be done. Maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. I'm being sassy because I'm not wrong. Anyways, the reply I got did not sit well with me 
and I pondered and I thought about it and I took the whole, you know, when something makes you upset, try to take 24 hours to process to make sure you're clear on why and clear on the best way to approach resolving it and all those pieces. And, but I did send a reply to my message because, I wanted to acknowledge that I got it. And anyone that knows me would have known by my reply that I was not happy. But this person didn't catch that and sent back three more replies, basically congratulating themselves on a job well done and that they, you know, solved my issues and everything was great, which it was not. You know... It is hard for everybody right now, and I'm very aware of what I want to make ripples about and what really I can just let go because we're all struggling. I tried to let this go, and I couldn't because I was offended, annoyed, and insulted, completely insulted. And I was also doing a bit of an experiment to see If, because the parameters and the situation was different than any other situation I have dealt with, I wanted to see what the results would be. Like, would I get when I have concerns about a child who's an honor student, as opposed to when I have concerns about another child who is not an honor student? Actually, he is right now, though. But at the time, wasn't. And I was super curious to see if there would be, if I would be handled differently. Yes and no. It was interesting. So interesting. I think when my children are done high school, I'm going to coach parents on how to handle situations because I have extensive experience and I'm good at it. And so when I kept getting these little tidbitty replies, oh, and, oh, and, you know, I'm so glad that you brought your concerns to me. I realized that Again, it felt like they were patting themselves for a job well done and handling this parent. Now I'm paraphrasing a bit because, you know, I'm annoyed, (laughs) flat out annoyed. And so I realized, no, because here's the thing. I can use my voice and straighten this out, whereas other parents might not have the same context or experience that I have. And This is an opportunity for me to support them, even if they don't know about it. And so I sent another email the next day, flat out stating that I was completely offended and annoyed by some of the things that was said and that her assumptions were incorrect and not impressed, not impressed. There was two specific examples. And I, I pulled out the big guns and I laid it out and I was, I snapped and I was blunt. I was polite, but I was blunt and I made it very clear that what had been said to me was not acceptable. And then, you know, plot twist, I ended up having a conversation with another parent about something else that I was unaware of. And so I had to like deal with that situation too, which was completely ridiculous and should never have happened. So I did end my email with that saying, you know, 
I became aware of this other situation too, and that will not happen again. Please confirm. And so I got a reply pretty quickly too with an apology and informing me that the intention was not to make excuses. And I call BS, not buying it. I didn't even bother to respond because I call BS. But let me tell you what happened. Things changed. When my child came home, in fact, he had even texted me from school saying, hey, this happened and this happened. So whether they would have taken me as seriously if I wouldn't have snapped, I don't know. They had taken some stuff of what I said in the first email seriously, although there was a bit of a condescending, you're not aware of all the facts. Well, then neither are the kids, so let's do it. And whether they'd already had everything in place to ease the situation or they were just working on it, they got it out right away. That's what I wanted. I don't need a parade for what I've done, but I need you to take care of business and do your job. And it's frustrating because as parents, we don't always get to be heard and treated with respect. We are treated very condescendingly a lot of the time, a lot. Oh, well, they like to label us, right? Oh, well, that parent's just mad because of this. Or, oh, well, that parent just thinks that their child is the best at everything. And you know they are. And it makes me bristly because at the end of the day, they all agree that we're all in it together and we're all in it for the success of our children. But when we try to hold them accountable for things that they've said or done that were not appropriate, oh my goodness, then you're just a hysterical parent mad that your child's not doing the best at everything. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I can be just as condescending. And I snapped hard and I don't regret it for one single second. And I also don't regret not replying because I had to deal with another situation too. There was three of them. So hopefully that's all over, but actions happened that I'm delighted with because it's for the kids. You can't see me right now, but I totally rolled my eyes. (laughs) Now I, this isn't my first time having to do this and it probably won't be the last and whatever. Right. Because here's the thing, sometimes we can feel like we're repeating the same lesson, like advocating for the children. You know, I could look at it as I keep repeating that lesson. Why do I keep having to do do this? But is it or is it just the fact that I can and that I have the education, the experience, the ability to communicate and use my power for the good to support all the kids in the school, right? It, we can switch everything and look, like, change your perception of it. And if you need help, you book a soul session with me. That's how that goes. And so it was completely worth it. And I know that I'll probably have to do it again. And, but I'm careful. Careful is not quite the right word. I'm not out to get anyone fired or to 
make someone jump at my command or to like make someone ashamed or feel bad. I want change. And I said, you, I'm going to encourage you to coach this person on doing better. That's what I want. But if you don't know the havoc you're wreaking or are not willing to admit, because I have other tangles with this situation, different context, and I had to make completely different choices there, and I stand by them. And do better. If I'm calling you out on something, it's not because I'm trying to make you feel terrible. I want you to do better, and I'm not going to let you be condescending to me. Mm -mm. And then, as you know, the universe has it, and my world works in such cool, synchronistic, mysterious ways, I am the liaison for the parent council for Alberta School Councils, and I have a survey that I get to do at our next school council meeting, and it's all about professional conduct. Like, could it be any more timely? So all the parents that I talked to about the situation that we needed to have changed, I made sure I invited them all to the meeting because what will come out of this meeting is that we will get clear, concise information on professional conduct in a few different contexts. So I am excited because I want that info. I feel as parents, we need it. And, you know, anybody who's listening and has kids in school in Alberta, if you want this info after I get it from our school council situation, I will happily share it. Because it is our job to hold teachers and staff accountable. And if you feel like they're not doing something and they could improve, it's up to you to say something. But I also know most parents are not comfortable saying something. And I am. Use your power for the good, right, people? Totally fascinating. You know what, though? I got to admit, I was annoyed. I was annoyed that I had to do it. And I could have went down that, like, why is it always me? Which really, it's not. It's, it's my choice if I did or didn't. I could have let it all go and just walked away resentful, simmering, angry, went and stomped through my pasture. <laughs> You know, I could have handled it differently, but that's not what I was nudged to do. And, hey, we got to follow those nudges. Speaking of which, something else crazy happened. So I was in a situation, and I had decided that I was done with it. I was going to let it go completely because part of my uh, karmic cycles, life path, all that good stuff is uh, learning to let go. Yeah, not always easy. And so I woke up in the morning, I was clear, I went to write the email and I couldn't. And I'm like, okay, obviously something has stopped me. And then that was probably three weeks ago, something happened last week that made it all clear why it wasn't the right time. Follow your nudges, tuned into your own self-awareness, and that's how you facilitate your spiritual growth. Now, Something else that came to my attention last week. I know I was like seriously busy energetically. So you know how we keep, it feels like we keep repeating the same lessons over and over and over. And we're like, how come we can't get this? How come this keeps happening? But what if it's a lesson that you are meant to keep working on this lifetime? 
And I say that because I just got a numerology reading done. And when I was reading about karmic debts, I was like, oh, now I understand, even if I don't like it. Because <laughs> some things, you just end up keep working on. And you may think that you've got it, but it will show up again. And you may think you've got it, and it will show up again. And what if it's simply because it's your deal? That's what you signed up for this lifetime. Don't have to like it. But I do feel like every time you work through it, you do get a level of confidence. Like there's spiritual gifts with it, too. Like it's not all bad, even though sometimes, sometimes it is. And don't feel guilty or be hard on yourself if you feel like you're just repeating, repeating. So when I was dealing with all this, that stuff last week, I, I realized that I became my own coach and I thought, what would I tell a client? And then I did it. I was like, hey, sometimes I just need to ditch and listen to my own advice, Right. Especially when dealing with the school situation. I just find that they, yeah, I find it hard. Hard to know when to speak up and when to just let it slide. And I experience all of it pretty much all the time. But I also use it as teaching moments for my kids, right? I mean, the school environment is not just about academics, as we all know. It's about dynamics of dealing with other peers, adults, like there's so much learning that happens. And that I I like, that I'm grateful for. And all of this facilitated so many fantastic conversations between myself and my teenagers. It was great. Really great, in fact. And I get to give them tools because of my skill sets. And then that is the thing I miss the most about all of this right now is that I don't have access to other kids like they normally do. I enjoy the kids. And lots of times when I'm watching sporting events, even if my kids aren't playing and I go, I get to chat with other kids and they end up telling me things and I end up coaching them and I love it. I want them all to be successful and I will always advocate for them. I'm determined that when my youngest graduates, I want to be the one, one of the parents that does a speech. I have a lot to say, <laughs> which I can't say until we're done. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. I have written it in my head so many times. Every time something happens, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to put this in there. Yep. And it's not, as a ba- it's not to bash. It's to celebrate these kids because sometimes – they just don't get the celebration because they're, they're pretty cool. They are. Even when they're challenging to all the adults, they got stuff they're going to do that's going to be amazing. And so as we're all here to experience and learn these lessons, because that can be your purpose. Don't get tangled up in your life purpose being something big and grand and needing validation. It doesn't always. Sometimes it's behind the scenes and you being you and showing people how to live that way just 
by being authentically you. With all the shadows and the everything else. You know what's come across my uh, awareness a lot lately? Spiritually, spiritual bypassing or a spiritual bypass. And I was like, huh, that sounds intriguing. What does that mean, actually? And it's a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. I'm like, huh, this term was apparently introduced in the 1980s, but apparently I didn't need to know about it till now. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Because one of the things that happens when I'm, you know, doing readings and coaching, like, feel what you're feeling. Like, don't dismiss it. That is exactly why I kind of snapped when having this conversation about some anxiety in the students, I was being dismissed. I was given excuses. And I was having none of it. Is it because I was just learning about spiritual bypassing? (laughs) Maybe. But that's okay, right? Spiritually bypass is to use spirituality to avoid, suppress, or escape from uncomfortable issues in life. Hmm. And I've just found a little website that says 10 signs that you're spiritually bypassing. I want to know. Do you want to know? Me too. It's a form of escapism. All right. Oh, because one of the things is, you know, to be forcefully optimistic, like always focus on the positive, which, yes, that's okay as long as you're not completely ignoring all the negative, right? Law of attraction, is that on this list? Sometimes I struggle with that because, yeah, yeah. I'm also not a fan of affirmations, but that's because I like practical spirituality, I like things that you can do that you're not like being fake about or doing things that don't fit you. All right. Oh, blaming your spirit guide. Placing our faith in another being's power to ward off danger and keep us safe. Hmm. We are committing a classical spiritual bypass, avoiding responsibility for ourselves and our lives and sidestepping the tough development of courage and resilience. That's interesting, because spirit guides serve to teach us rather than to babysit us. Huh. So would oracle abuse fall into the spiritual bypass? Like if you don't make a decision without consulting your oracles and you just want someone else to tell you how to do or what to do things, that would be a spiritual bypass, wouldn't it? Hmm. I'm going to have to ponder this all a lot more. Huh. Interesting. Spiritual bypassing, Google it if you are intrigued as I am. All right, so I just need to double check how much time we have left because we are going to do the chakra balancing today to get us through the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. we finally got winter here and it's weird. I had frozen water, everything this morning. Good times, good times. My cows are thinking, yeah, what the heck happened here? And so part of me, though, is like, hey, this is what winter is supposed to be like. It feels normal because we're all craving that normalcy, aren't we? We just want things to be normal. 
but they're not. Our world has not been normal for a very long time. And do we even know what normal's going to be like? But aren't we craving it? Like, don't you find that when something happens, like, like frozen drinkers this morning, I'm like, okay, it's minus 19 Celsius here, frozen drinkers, that's normal. I can deal with this. It's almost like a, a relief when something normal and mundane happens that you can take care of because so much feels out of our control. The good news, I guess, is that this is going to create spiritual growth and a lot of self-awareness if we choose to work through it, which I guess now it's not even a choice, is it? We just have to. It's interesting and not always comfortable, but maybe there was too much spiritual bypassing, and so now we're in this, this, which we have to deal with it. Having to deal with all our own stuff. Hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. I love a good conspiracy theory, but the pandemic ones, nope, not interested. Not at all. So, how do we know if something we're dealing with is for our spiritual growth or for self-awareness? or a lesson that we can learn and complete and move on? Well, we don't until we're through it and we have hindsight about it. We're here to experience. We're here to experience. That's why I ordered a numerology report because I really needed some inspiration for my own self. And, you know, it was fabulous because a lot of it confirmed that I'm doing what I'm doing to be doing. I know this. But sometimes we do need a reminder because our world is so crazy and it's heavy and it's uncomfortable and we can forget to celebrate the good things and the joyful things and the things that are okay. I can't tell you how much my energy in my house and all of us lifted when the kids came home and they got some relief from the stress they were feeling. And it really was simple. What I was told was, Oh, they didn't want to tell them all this information yet because they didn't want to interfere with their work ethic. Offensive much? Mm-hmm. Yet, I'm choosing to have compassion, but I'm also choosing to not roll over. Let it slide when it's in the better interest of the kids for me not to because I can use my voice. All right, so we're about the last 30 minutes, so we are going to do a chakra balance with a breathe meditation first, and this show won't be quite as long as others, so yay, you're welcome. (laughs) In case you're tired of listening to me chat, let's do our meditation so that we can balance ourselves and have a fabulous week. Okay, shake up your energy a little bit, get comfy, and here we go. Becoming aware of breathing, just notice it for a few moments. Take these moments to gently focus on the breath. Then let's take three big deep breaths as deeply as possible, beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal 
it's time to go within. Three big, deep breaths. Breathe in calm. Breathe out stress. Breathing deeply. Deeply breathing. Now, as the normal, natural breathing begins occurring, imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around, sting around your head, your neck, your shoulders. And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. Across the upper back and circling around through the chest, a warm and nurturing feeling as this breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering. Is it a breathing of the breeze? Or is the breeze breathing me? Every breath, the breeze continues, circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. Every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensation of this warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go. As you're becoming more and more comfortable with every breath, this lovely breeze continues moving around thighs, knees, calves and ankles, and around through your feet, now and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease, being at one with the breeze, and this breeze still gently Easily moving all around and all through so that at five, four, three, two, one, zero, deeply, deeply, deeply relaxed, deeply relaxed. This is a meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. I'd like you to sit up straight, have your feet flat on the floor, nothing crossed. Give yourself a nice breath in and up. I would like you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with Mother Earth with those deep, thick roots. Nice breath in, 
and out. Now, imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from each of those roots into the bottom of your feet. Visualize or imagine those balls of light traveling up your legs. You may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Move those balls of light up your leg, through your shin, past your knees, up your thighs, higher, higher, and then both balls of white light are going to join together at your root chakra, at your pelvis. Your root chakra deals with feelings and energies of having the right to be here. The root chakra is symbolized as red. I want you to imagine or visualize a red ball. Symbolism is personal. I want you to have something that you're focusing on. So if it's a red ball, I want you to start spinning it until it's bright, shiny, shiny red. Right now it may look cloudy or dirty. It may be really big or it may be really small. I want you to spin this ball of energy until it's shiny, bright, sparkly red. Spinning, spinning. The root chakra deals with energies of money, career, home, needs, and possessions. So it's really important to have this one balanced. I want you to spin it, spin it, spin it until it's bright and shiny. If you are having trouble visualizing or imagining, Archangel Raphael will be there to help you. Archangel Raphael is also going to vacuum away all the cruddy energy that comes off your chakras. So spinning, spinning, spinning. We like to give this one a really good cleanse. Smidge more. Fantastic. You are doing great. Okay? Now this one is all shiny clean and it's in your body. Again, there's no way to do this wrong. Now I want you to move up to your sacral chakra, which is located midway between your pelvis and the base of your spine. This one's an orange ball of light. I want you to spin that one. This is where we have our feelings and emotions. Let's spin that one until it's bright, shiny orange. This is where we are able to set boundaries when we have this one balanced feeling joy. Let's really spin that one and give it a nice big cleanse. Spinning, 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 spinning. For all of us that have trouble saying no at times, we can feel why it would be important to have this one balanced. Excellent. Give it a few more spins until it's bright, shiny orange. You guys are doing fabulous. Okay, now that that one feels good, move up again to our solar plexus chakra. This one is the yellow one. This one is where we can make choices. We set our intentions through this one and have our will to do things. It involves self-direction, self-esteem, and the power of transformation. So let's spin this yellow light until it's bright, shiny, and Sparkly clean. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Focus on spinning that one a little more. Perfect. 
I can feel all the energies flying off to be vacuumed away. We're going to feel so good after this. All right. So now that that one's all shiny, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. This one deals with love and I give, I care, forgiveness, generosity. So let's spin this heart chakra until it's shiny green and infused with sparkles. We want to have a pretty heart chakra. And spinning, 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 spinning. Fabulous. Let's keep spinning that one. You're doing great. Spin it some more. Like everybody's is nice and sparkly, shiny. Okay, great. Now, put that one's back in place. Let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. We're going to spin that ball of light energy until it's shiny. This is the one where we have expression, where we listen, where we can communicate. It's all about using our voice. So let's spin, spin, spin this one. Communicate clearly. Spinning, spinning. Fantastic. If you find that your throat chakra feels out of balance often, grab a sodalite or a lapis lazuli. Those stones will really help with that. I wear them when doing the radio show. It's really, really helpful. Okay, let's spin that one just a little bit more. You're doing fantastic. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our foreheads. This one has to do with telepathy, intuition, imagination, visualizing, all that good stuff that you've been doing. So this one is the darker purple color, and we're going to spin it until it's very sparkly. Nice. Keep spinning. Our intuition's located here, so we like to have this one clean so we can get our messages right. Spinning. Excellent. Spinning, spinning. Kate, now that it's nice and shiny, clean, deep, deep purple. I see a lot of yours as deep, deep purple. Beautiful. Okay, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our head. Now this one is a pale violet, or you might see it as clear. We're going to spin that ball of light until it's bright, shiny, clean, and sparkly. This is where our psychic and intuitive abilities can be found. Our faith, our connection to the divine, ability to trust life, values, ethics, courage. Lots of stuff happen in this crown chakra. So let's spin that one until it's really, really clean. Great, you guys have been working on this. This one was pretty clean. Okay, so let's put that one where it's supposed to go. And remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Just the act of listening to my voice and doing this exercise will create the energies and it will happen. It's as simple as that. Let's just visualize or imagine that ball of light again, just right above your, your head. 
and then you're going to move it down, down through your face, down through your neck, down through your chest, down through your through your pelvis. That ball of light is going to break into two, and each ball of light is going to go down your thighs, past your knees. You're going to feel refreshed, able to focus. You're going to have a lot of clarity after this meditation. Continue sending that ball of light through your, past your knees, down your shins, and out the bottoms of your feet, and ground you deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. And then you can bring your awareness back to the room, back to your body, Meditation is about doing what feels natural to you. You're letting the energy do the work. It takes a little trust, takes a little faith, but if you practice it, you can come back to this meditation anytime and replay it. Have an excellent day. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.